0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. JazzCast Pros. This year, where we are right now, in the year is a tough time for many people. The hours have shifted. The days are shorter. And, you know... You might feel like you're out here tripping because you're extra moody or really sleepy or don't want to be bothered with people, and that's just not how you usually are. Well, there is this thing called seasonal affective disorder or seasonal depression that we are going to talk about today. So listen in, take some notes, call your provider if you think that seasonal affective disorder is something that you might be dealing with this year. Welcome to the Healthy Illness Podcast, a podcast helping you build, create, manage, maintain healthier relationships while living with mental health conditions. I am your host, Kelly Marie. I live with mental health conditions. I use my journey, my history, my process, my life, as well as decades of therapy <laughs> and my training as a peer to help you live the life that you Deserve. So like, subscribe, and share before we get into today's topic. If you need someone to talk to, if you are suicidal, if you have concerns about hurting yourself, if you're just in a tough spot and you really need someone to talk to, please dial 988. There are trained people on the other line of the 988 helpline that are there 24 hours a day, seven days a week to talk. So please, 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 if you are in need, dial 988 on your phone because you're not alone. Today's show is actually on seasonal affective disorder. It's a type of depression that's related to the changes in the seasons. And with the time change that occurred, you know, we lost an hour. The lack of light for many of us, it's dark very early in the evening. People are affected by the change in the seasons. And so usually it happens in the fall and in winter months, but it can happen other times of the year, but that's really the, like those those are the two big times of the year where seasonal affective disorder kicks in. And it's a legit medical diagnosis. You know, it's not just a case of the blues. It's it's truly a medical condition. So I'm going to give you some symptoms of seasonal affective disorder. It normally appears in in late fall or early winter, and it begins to go away when the days are longer, the sun comes out. And so you may feel depressed most of the day or nearly every day, um, losing interest in activities, having low energy, problems sleeping, um, changes in weight or appetite, feeling sluggish, difficulty concentrating. A sense of hopelessness or, or worthlessness, even guilt, and um, having frequent thoughts of death or suicide. Now, those are just some of the signs and symptoms. You don't have to have them all, and you don't have to have one uh, more pressing than the other. Uh, now, what people call winter depression, because that's a thing, which is fall and winter seasonal affective disorder, uh, you get a lot of oversleeping, weight gain, tiredness, low energy, um, those high cravings for um, those uh, high carbohydrate foods. This is more than just, you know, a case of the blues. It's actual medical diagnosis. And there is a change in how you act, how you feel, how you move, and how you relate to the world around you. So it's normal to have, uh, you know, some blue days, you know, some days where you're down, some days when, you know, you're just feeling funky. You know, maybe it's rainy and cold, or it's the first snowfall. Although I will tell you, I love a good snowfall. I know that my feelings towards winter are not the usual. I do love winter, and I don't believe it's because I'm born in December. Um, but there's just something about that—that that snow when it hits the ground. It's just absolutely beautiful. And you know, you may find that um, if this is something that affects you, talk to your doctor first of all. You know, give your doctor's office a call, schedule an appointment, psychotherapy, uh, light therapy. Those are, medication are some of the um, things that are used to help people that are dealing with seasonal affective disorder. You know, I, I try and focus on mental health and stay really away from diagnoses and, you know, mental illnesses. But it's important to note that this is something that affects a lot of people. And as the seasons are changing, I thought it would be a great idea to just bring that to your attention. But also, this is a time of year where a lot of people are not doing well. We are back uh, with meeting and being around friends and family again. And many folks will be celebrating Thanksgiving and getting together with friends and family, some for the first time in almost two years. And uh, it's not always a great time of the year for people. And so outside of seasonal affective disorder, there is just your regular grief that you may be experiencing due to the loss of a loved one or loved ones. Many people have lost friends and family due to COVID and other life circumstances, cancer, you know, accidents, just everything that, that has happened and was happening prior to COVID in addition to COVID. So when you, you think about coming together this year, really be mindful of those that may be experiencing and dealing with grief and loss. You'll see, you know, all of the commercials on TV, families are hugging and laughing and having a good time. And I just want to acknowledge and hold space for folks that this is not an enjoyable time of the year for them. And so it's not the same as seasonal affective disorder, but many people experience both. You know, that time of reminiscing and remembering those that you've lost and what that means to you and how the holidays are different now, that's real. And I want to give a shout out to one of the listeners, big shout out to Wanda. She's always listening and always um, commenting and giving me feedback. And she's the one that actually brought up this topic of family in the holidays. And uh, so big shout out to you, Wanda. Thank you for always listening and being there and giving all the great feedback. You are greatly appreciated. So when you consider what it means to be alone during the holidays, Many of our um, older population have lost all of their family. Some are completely alone for the holidays. Others may be living in long-term care facilities or senior living, and they don't have their friends and family around them. Others of us may be a little bit younger, but we've experienced a loss of a parent or both parents, and this may be the first time that we are going through the holidays without them. Other folks have lost siblings, several people I'll say close to me have lost siblings, and you know the grief that they are dealing with is it. It breaks my heart because I would love for everyone to take some joy and and be joyful in this time. I'm not a big celebrator of holidays. I don't do Thanksgiving. I'm not into Christmas, but I do know that this is a time that families get together. I right? I I love to be around those that I love, and even though I'm not big into holidays, I'm down for dinners. I am down for the get-togethers. I like to eat. They are a good time for me. And so you often have people, and you'll see this year, probably more so than years past because of COVID and the effects of the pandemic, we have those that still are not meeting, that are not gathering. And what that means to have lost folks, to finally have family that's gathering, and you have decided for whatever reason, Right, Either you're you know, high risk or maybe you have opted not to um, get the vaccination. And so you're keeping yourself apart from groups and the difficulty that arises with that. So as you are making your way through this season, I want you to remember to be kind to yourself. There is no right way to grieve. You may find that you lost someone years ago and, and this is the year, this is the time. It's never bothered you before, but it bothers you now. And that is okay. It's okay to grieve. However it is you grieve, be kind to yourself, be kind to those around you. If this is, you know, the most wonderful time of the year for you, just be aware that other folks around you may not feel the same way. And it has nothing to do with not celebrating the holidays and everything to do with the fact that they love to celebrate them. But the ones that they love are not here to celebrate with. Maybe every year you did get together and this is the year that you want to go out for dinner instead of cooking. Or you want to go to the movies. Or maybe, you know, you're comfortable traveling and this is the year that you're going to go for a trip for the holidays. It's okay to create new traditions. I mean, that's how we get the traditions that we have is someone had to create them, right? Someone had to make it a thing. Another is to be open and honest with how you're feeling. And what you're feeling. You may not really think that your emotions and where you're feeling is important to those around you, but sharing where you are really helps others figure out what it is, you know, you need to figure out where you are, to figure out how you're feeling and, and how you're doing. So sharing your needs, sharing your emotions, sharing where you are at this point in time really can be instrumental to building the foundations and building stronger relationships with new friends, with new family, with old friends and old family, doing new things. So again, if you are... Seeing any of these symptoms in your life or the life of a loved one, call your doctor if you don't have a primary care physician or if you don't see someone currently for mental health. You can find a primary care physician or a therapist or mental health professional. The fastest way across the board to do that is a search, ask a friend. Usually when you ask people who their doctors are, you get some more information. You get to learn about who that person, that doctor is and, you know, how they kind of operate and their personality, things like that. But you can also dial 211, which is in the United States national line for you have a question, they have answers. They're connected to a lot of the community-based organizations, um, social health organizations. They are connected to doctor's offices, healthcare. And so 2 on one is a great place to start if you are looking for information. I think by far asking around and talking to friends and family about who their doctors are, a little personal, but for me, right? And so I could only go by my experience. For me, it's helpful to ask someone that I know and trust. Um, And usually people are open about who their doctors are and what they like or don't like about them. All of that to say, ask for help in being able to locate someone that would be a good fit for you. And It's okay to ask around. Even once you see someone, if that's not a good fit for you, you can ask them for a recommendation to see someone else. Their job is to also make sure you get the type of care that is best for you. So feel free to ask around. Feel free to shop around and to one of the great places to start that conversation, as well as right in your own backyard with your family, friends, and folks that you know. So until the next time, I encourage you to be the light. Our next episode is five steps to manage expectations during the holidays. Holiday season, Sagittarius season is here. Um, you're just coming off the heels of Thanksgiving and heading into, you know, like full holiday mode. And so that that's next. We're going to talk about that and dive deep and look at some steps to manage expectations during the holidays. So until the next time, be the light.